When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Friday, April 23rd, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tri-B writer. Hoynesy, the uh, Indians come off uh, back-to-back losses now. Uh, they open the series thir- uh, Thursday against the New York Yankees, and really it was it was a lot of walks, and the bullpen sort of uh, let them down there uh, late. The, the Indians had another situation where they had a starting pitcher on the ropes, and they couldn't land a knockout blow. Yeah, definitely. They, they scored three runs off uh, Domingo Herman in the first inning. Um, you know, they had a, gr- they had a great situation, uh, first and second in that first inning, one down, and, you know, they couldn't add on. They had the three-nothing lead, but they were in a perfect position to make it five-to-nothing or six-to-nothing, maybe blow the game open. And, uh, you know, Jake Bowers pops out, and uh, – Roberto Perez strikes out and it's just, uh, you know, more of the same, Joe, that uh, the, the entire lineup uh, just doesn't work as one. You know, you, we're seeing individual performances, but we're not seeing, you know, the top, the middle and the bottom of the lineup working together. And it's really made for a frustrating start to the season. Terry Francona recognized that, you know, as far back as the, the, the home opening series against Kansas City, where he said, you know, we're not stringing hits together and we need to start stringing hits together. And, and, and you know, sort of that whole uh, everybody tugging on the rope in the same direction mentality uh, that he's that's always been a hallmark of his teams. Uh, they're just not there yet. And part of that is because they're they're a young team. They're the youngest age uh, by average age uh, in, in the majors on uh, for their roster. But part of it is just guys not getting the job done, like you said, in those in those at bats. Jake Bowers swinging at the first pitch and popping out to uh, uh, the, the third baseman there in a situation when, you know, maybe you take a couple of pitches, the guy's struggling, the wheels are coming off the cart. He's, he's kicked the ball around the infield. Uh, you know, that's how you take advantage of a guy, uh, you know, the wounded animal. That's, uh, that's what you do. Uh, I, I just, it, it leads us to, you know, questions about who stays and who goes in this lineup and, and, why you, you stay committed to some guys uh, as opposed to other guys. Yeah. I mean, Bowers is hitting 129 and it's not like, you know, he's being a, uh, you know, he's a bench guy, Joe. It's not like he's being used every two, three, four days. This guy's got 31 at bats. He's playing, you know, on a regular basis and he just really, really struggling. He's got four hits uh, just, uh, you know, he just, you know, you, you can tell he wants to do so much you know, that's why you swing it, swing early in the count, um, you know, pop it up instead of trying to be patient. Uh, it's, 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 you just wonder how, how long they go with him. I mean, I know <clears throat> every fan asks me, you know, every email I get 
is about that. You know, how long are they going to stay with uh, Bowers? When are we going to see, uh, you know, uh, um, oh God, who um, Daniel Johnson, Daniel uh, Johnson, and, and Bob Bradley. Yeah, and uh, so I, you know, I think uh, you know, the clock is running. You know, and we're going to. I think uh, you know. Once we get through April, I think we'll see, you know, there are going to be some changes. There's got to be. Right. And, you know, uh, after another fielding error last night uh, that led to a run being scored, uh, you can throw Josh Naylor in that mix now, too. Only the difference with Josh Naylor is he's one of the ones actually hitting the ball and putting the ball in play and, you know, getting on base for the Indians. Uh, it's just that when he gets on base, he runs into outs or, you know, when he puts a glove on his hand, he, he gives away games. Uh, yeah, right now, I've never, yeah, I have never seen a guy in in this in this kind of group, and he's not just making little mistakes; he's making game changing mistakes. I mean, it started uh, last weekend in in uh, Cincinnati. You know, he hits into the triple play, no fault. You can't you can't do that. The next inning, he makes a game changing error at first base in the ninth. They lose in ten. Um, you know, against the uh, the White Sox, he runs through the stop sign on on Tuesday night. He short circuits a big inning, um, and, uh, and last night, you know, he's the kind of, he's that outfielder, the classic outfielder. He drove in a run in the first inning and let in two mm -hmm. in the, in the third. So you know, one of those guys that drives in one and lets in two, and you you don't win with those kind of guys, right? And it's there are things that he can do at the plate that we've seen. We we've seen him hot. We've seen Josh Naylor, you know, five extra base hits against the Yankees in, in a, in a two game series in the playoffs. Uh, we haven't seen that kind of production out of him that would justify, you know, keep him in the lineup every day, but every day, Josh Naylor's name is on that lineup card against lefties and against righties. I, maybe, maybe a, a break, a game or two off would, would do him good get him back in a headspace that he needs to be in. But uh, Tito's going to stick with this kid. Uh, I think they've, they've, it looks like they've made a commitment at least for the early part of the season. Yeah. You know, he came over in the trade. He was a big part of the uh, Clevenger trade. He's a, uh, you know, young outfielder, a kind of uh, you know, he's under control. He's, you know, everything <clears throat> the Indians like about players young, you know, they got a lot of, they've got control of him for, for uh, several years you know, two, three, four years. Uh, and, you know, he shows flashes of, you know, being the kind of player they want, but there's a lot of, you know, you got to really bite your tongue. I think sometimes when, when you're watching him play and, you know, we got to remember right field's a new position for him, uh, you know, first, but, but first base didn't work out too well either. So, you know, I just, you know, it's just, you know, it's really if you're the manager and the and the and the uh, the organization, you have to have a lot more patience and commitment than you know people on the outside looking in. I think. Right, and I don't think anybody's ever accused Terry Francona of you know letting letting those outside voices influence his decisions or or anything like that. But uh, he he's seeing the same things that we're seeing, and he recognizes it. I think uh, if Naylor starts to repeat the mistakes that he's making. Uh, that could be an issue that that could be more of a problem, something that, that Frank Ona would act upon. But right now, I, I think as long as Josh Naylor is finding new and exciting ways to, to make mistakes, uh, each new and exciting way is, is going to get treated the same. Uh, Tito says he's going to talk about it and then he's going to say if, if, you know, 
don't let it happen again and and they move on so what what's next though <laughs> you know joe it reminds me of uh one there was a game a long time ago in spring training uh the indians are playing the a's in uh phoenix and mel hall went out to uh, in left field went out to uh get a double and got hung up on the fence he he got stuck on the out on the fence so julio franco had to come out all the way from shortstop to get the ball it was inside the park home run is is that what is that what's going to happen next i, got, I don't like, know his his belt got caught on the fence yeah, like his jersey got caught on the fence he got caught, hung up on the fence unbelievable and and meanwhile the guy's circling the bases and julio franco <laughs> had to come out and get the ball that's that you know a wardrobe malfunction for Naylor I think would <laughs> if we're playing Josh Naylor disaster bingo uh maybe a wardrobe malfunction maybe getting uh maybe getting picked off or or something like that uh, on the basis uh don't forget the guy's drawn what how many uh uh catcher's interference calls already this year too with yeah his, with his <laughs> swing so this is it is theater of the absurd right now with uh with Josh Naylor uh definitely but Here's the problem for me. Josh Naylor is such a nice guy and he has such a good attitude and a good approach. It, it's hard to, to sort of, you know, be harsh on the kid. Uh, yeah, he's, I mean, he's young it, and he's, he's really, you know, great to talk to, but Holy cow, buddy, you got to start getting it together. Otherwise uh, he's, he tr- you could tell he's trying too hard. He's yeah. trying to, you know, hit the five run home run. He's trying to make, you know, the great play in, in, in right field. Uh, I think you just got to slow down a little bit mentally and uh, just make the routine play. And once you make one good one, build on that and, and keep going. And uh, hopefully he turns the corner here. And, uh, you know, last night, the walks were the big issue for the pitching staff. Uh, Aaron Savali, uh, uncharacteristically, I think four walks in the game. Uh, the bullpen comes in, loads the bases a couple of times with Ryan Shaw and Nick Wickren, uh, what happens when you allow teams like the Yankees who are struggling and who have the potential to be, you know, big run producing teams, but they're coming in struggling, you, you give them chances by putting guys on base and they go from a team that was coming in cold to a team that's starting to heat up. And that's what Terry Francona said he didn't want to see by Monday was a hot Yankees team leaving Cleveland. Yeah, that's uh, you know the, the worst nightmare for a team like the Indians. You, 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 the Yankees with all that tradition and they've got a great history against the Indians in the you know the lately in the postseason and and you know from uh, you know the start of uh, the American League in in uh, in the regular season they've really they've they've dominated the Indians. So um, this is uh, this is a team you don't want to get you don't like they like you said Joe you don't want to get them you know, pointed in the right direction, especially when they came in, you know, really struggling, uh, you know, lo- having lost six of their last seven. So, uh, you know, you don't want them, you don't want them getting going here. And, you know, last night was a, a step in the right direction for them. There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext. 
Get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years, and uh, my son was born and raised here, and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even He's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore Indian fan. So thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians, and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian subtext. Okay, last night was also uh, sort of the return of Corey Kluber for the Indians. He uh, He's back with the uh, the Yankees at the park. Uh, this week he's not going to pitch this week he, he pitched on Wednesday night before they they came to Cleveland so we're going to miss him in this four game four game series uh, we should get a chance to talk to him at some point today uh, so we'll be able to, to get his thoughts on coming back to Cleveland uh, for the first time but but Terry Francona said you know he made a made an effort to go and, and pop his head in and see the guy yeah he came in and was talking to the trainers no beard you know the Yankees uh Yankees, no facial hair policy. So, uh, uh, Corey is clean shaven and, uh, you know, he had, uh, you know, it's been a while. It's, it's been an uphill, uh, uphill battle for him since he left Cleveland, since he was traded to Texas, he got hurt and only pitched an inning last year for the Rangers was a free agent. Uh, you know, a lot of teams were interested in him. Uh, he could have gone to Boston. He could have gone to, to the Yankees. He chose the Yankees on a one-year deal. Uh, and he's, you know, slowly working his way back. You know, I think he la- went last uh, against the Braves four and two thirds innings. That might have been his longest start of the season. That might have been his longest start since uh, he broke his his forearm against uh, Miami back in in 2019. So, yeah, that's uh, yeah, 2018. No, 2019. 2019. Yeah. 2019. Yeah. All of it runs together after the quarantine, Hoinsey. I just I <laughs> great. Uh, so you've got Kluber back. You've got uh, the big matchup this weekend with Shane Bieber and Garrett Cole. That's one that we're we're sort of circling on the calendar and, and looking forward to seeing. Uh, that that represents two of the best pitchers, not just in the American League but in all of baseball. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Uh, you know, a rematch of uh, Game One of the Wild Card Series last year when Cole just uh, dominated the Indians, and uh, you know Bieber picked the wrong time to have his worst start of the season, his only bad start of the, of last season. Uh, so he was struggling and he's, uh, he's used this, uh, you know, he said in spring training that he had used uh, that start as a motivational factor. Isn't that right, Joe? 
Right. Yeah, I went back and uh, I dug up some some quotes from uh, our one of our first interviews with with Bieber uh, when he arrived in spring training, and that's what he said. That was sort of it left that salty taste in his mouth, and and uh, that was is what motivated him, and it also uh, sort of drove him from a sort of uh, game plan perspective as well. He noticed that in that game, Yankee hitters were just spitting on that curveball. You know, he he throw the curveball low and in the zone or low and out of the zone, and the Yankee hitters would swing, 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 and then they would take whenever he, whenever they saw the spin on the curveball. Uh, so that forced Bieber in the offseason to look at his slider and make his slider a more effective pitch. And what we've seen out of his pitching profile so far this year, and that's led to the, you know, the record pace of strikeouts and uh, and just his dominance thus far, uh, that slider has become a, a more important weapon, especially against right-handers. Now he has something else to throw at them that he can get for a strikeout pitch, not just rely on his curveball. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, so you got two breaking balls, you got his fastball, you got, so he's got a, you know, an array of pitches that can we get. We don't talk about the changeup, right? Because he never throws the damn changeup, but go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, he's got you know an array of pitches that can uh, you know that we've seen on display, and it's it's really fun to watch him work because you know he's he's kind of hit the ground running here, and you know he was great in Cincinnati over the weekend on Sunday, eight innings, uh, just uh, just he looked in total control. What do you think of the decision uh, by Francona to move him back a day? He's he's going to be pitching an extra day's rest. Uh, because of the the snow and the conditions uh, uh, this this week that they lost a game uh, against the White Sox, it moved everybody back. But he he put Logan Allen up front and and has is having having Allen pitch Friday night uh, so that he gets Bieber in between Allen and McKenzie. Now that's a strategy to sort of extend the uh, you know innings so that the bullpen doesn't get worn out in case Allen or McKenzie goes short, but. It, it costs Bieber a start Friday and uh, a start in the, the homestand finale, uh, a chance to get him to pitch here twice as opposed to, you know, he's, he's only starting once on the homestand and then he's, his next start is again going to be on extended rest and in Chicago. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, uh, Tito likes his bull. I mean, he, he wants to protect that bullpen. And you know he's he's I think he's like you've said before he's he's leery of a short start by either Allen or or McKenzie and this way by pitching Bieber between those two guys you know you make sure the bullpen isn't overly used two days in a row so you know I can see that and but you know I guess there's uh you know it's like a Robin Peter to pay Paul you lose that you you know you, he doesn't get to start against the Twins you know in the last game of this homestand right. And, you know, it did set up the, the matchup with Cole, which was nice. That's a, that, that might sort of might sort of been a, a carrot to dangle in front of Bieber when you're talking to him about, you know, hey, do you want to do this? But again, uh, from a practical standpoint, I, I, I would think you would want to see Bieber twice on the homestand as opposed to just the one time. Uh, obviously not a big deal as well. But like you said, with the Twins coming in, a division rival division matchup. That's, that's the, those are the games that you're really sort of focusing on. Uh, yeah, definitely. As, as far as we mentioned, Logan Allen, Logan Allen going tonight against Jordan Montgomery, 
uh, where are we looking to see out of uh, Logan Allen? Well, you know, we've got to, we want to see him. Uh, we well, in his last start against uh, the Reds, he he did what everyone has wanted him to do. He got out of the first inning without you know throwing twenty to thirty pitches. He retired the the Reds in order. Then he did it again in the second, but then he he kind of didn't manage the game, you know, according to a pitching coach, uh, Carl Willis, you know, really kind of let the game slip away from him um, with, uh, you know, at, at the bottom of the order, you know, he gave up a hit to the, the, the Reds pitcher um, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, he got overly concerned with giving up one run and before he knew it, uh, the Reds had a seven run inning and uh, so I think, you know, you know, it's just another, another learning, learning experience for a young guy that we are seeing across the board with this team. And I think, uh, you know, it had nothing to do with, I don't think stuff just had to do with recognizing the situation he was in and don't be afraid to give up one run, get an out, you know, let the pitcher bunt. If he's trying to bunt the guy, take your out. And uh, if you give up a run, so what you got, you know, what six innings to go. Right. And it, it's surprising because, you know, Logan Allen was so sharp and so focused in spring training. Uh, you know, we, that hasn't been the case for the majority of his starts and his, his appearances here in the regular season. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, you, this is a guy you, you probably want to give a little bit more rope to uh, as opposed to, you know, maybe uh, one of the older, you know, more veteran pitchers in the rotation. Uh, Allen's got to figure some things out there on the mound. All right, uh, we will be back again next week uh, on Monday as the Indians continue their their homestand. Uh, hopefully, we'll be talking about uh, three straight wins against the Yankees, as opposed to uh, you know not being able to come up with that that big uh, you know open the floodgates hit. Uh, Hoinsey, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on things here, and, and we'll talk to you again next week on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. All right, Joe.